The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I want to talk about Birthright Number 1. This is a comic book from Image Comics. It was released on October 8th, 2014. This is out of their Skybound imprint, which is the Robert Kirkman imprint, I believe. It was created by Joshua Williams and Andre Bresson. Williams was the writer, Bresson is the artist, and... uh I really like this book. This book had a twist ending at the end of the first issue that I did not see coming. It's like halfway into the issue, there's a twist. And you're like, ooh, this is a pretty neat little twist. And then they twist it again right at the ending. So let me tell you what happens here. And yes, as I said at the beginning, there will be spoilers. So we start out the book with this dad and his son, Aaron is the dad. Mikey is the boy. He's a little boy. He's, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere around there. They're in a park. They're playing catch. The dad, Aaron, he throws the ball. Mikey misses it, runs into the woods to get the ball. Phone rings. Dad's talking to his wife on the phone. The mom's name is Wendy. They are getting ready uh, to, she's decorating the house for Mikey's birthday. With her is Mikey's older brother, Brennan. And it's supposed to be a surprise party. And as they're talking, Aaron realizes that Mikey has not come back out of the woods yet with the ball. He goes into the woods looking for him, and he can't find him. So then we spend the next few pages going through the next year of their life. Mikey is missing. There are scenes of them passing out flyers. You know, have you seen my son? Eventually, of course, the dad is blamed the, uh, the police feel that Mikey has been murdered by his father and they just haven't found the body. So, of course, Wendy leaves her husband. Brennan stays with his dad, who turns into a drunk over that year. Everybody is just convinced that Aaron has killed his son. Well, a year later, the detective in charge of the investigation brings Aaron and Brennan into the police station. Wendy's already there. And they tell him that they've got this guy, this, this transient that was living up in the mountains. And they feel that he has a connection to Mikey, to Mikey's disappearance. And they bring them in to look through the glass at the guy in the interrogation room. There's a detective in there talking to him. And the detective in charge is asking, do you, do you, recognize, do you recognize this guy? And they're all, all three of them, Aaron, Wendy, and Brennan, they're, no, I've never seen this guy in my life. And he says, are you, are you sure? Really, really take a look at this guy. And the guy looks like somebody, I think Brennan even even says something to the effect of, why does this guy look like a reject from Lord of the Rings? He's dressed in armor. He's got long hair and a beard. He claims to be a uh, dragon slayer. The, when, as the detective is talking to him, he's like, so you're, you, you, you say you're some kind of dragon slayer? And he goes, not just dragons, fire trolls, you know, stuff like that. And... uh 
So the detective in charge, he's 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 put you know, look at him, make sure. Have you have you seen him before? And and uh the guy ends up claiming that he is Mikey. He is their son. He doesn't know that his parents well, there, I just spoiled it. He is their son. He doesn't know that the that the parents are looking at him through the glass. Well, Aaron, the father, he's kind of looking at this guy and he goes, That is Mikey. Wendy, look at him. That's our son. That's him. You've blamed me all this time for killing our son. I told you I didn't do it. That's him right there. And they don't want to believe it, the other two, Brennan and, and Wendy. So the detective gets this guy to tell his story. And he tells this, this story of playing catch with his dad out in the park. He goes after this ball. He uh, He's out in the woods. It's scary. And this creature attacks him and would have killed him. But these winged people come and grab him and pull him away. And they, they, they take him, they take him off somewhere and they drop him to the ground where he meets this big troll looking dude. And he tells him, you're not in your world anymore. You're now in Tyrannos. I, I don't, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. T-E-R-R-E-N-O-S, Tyrannos. You are the chosen one. You have been prophesized to kill the God King Lore, who is this great evil that is terrorizing this world. And the kid's like, I don't, I, I want to go back to my, I want to go home. And he says, well, you are home now. And they assign him one of these winged people. They look like, they look like kids. They look kind of like warrior children with wings. It's like, you're going to, you're going to help get this kid up to speed so he can eventually kill the God King lore. Well, so then he, he, we get back, you know, as he's telling this, we see all this happening. So we go back to the interrogation room and Mikey is telling the detective, he says, well, you know, I did that. I, I, I grew up there. Time moves faster there. I should say that, the, that the, the detective in charge, as he's talking to the parents, he says, look, the reason why I wanted you to come in here and look at him is because he might be Mikey. As crazy as it sounds, we've run preliminary DNA tests, the fingerprints, it all matches to Mikey. And you can't fake fingerprints. They, they match. You know, and Aaron, the father, he's like, I told you I didn't kill my son. And you've, you've, you know, you've been accusing me all this time. And the detective's like, hey, let's not, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse here, pal. Everything that we show scientifically says this is your son. But come on. He's telling this story. I mean, look at him. He's like 20 years old. He's like 23, 24 years old. But he says this other world that he was in, time moves faster. And that's why he is aged the way he has. So Mikey is telling the other detective that he fulfilled the prophecy. He killed the God King lore. And now he is allowed to come back home to earth. But he's there for two reasons. They, they, they send him back to earth primarily to capture war criminals from this war, evil creatures that escaped to earth during the war. And he's, he's there to take them back. But his main reason for being there is to see his mom and dad. So the two parents start fighting because, you know, of course, again, Aaron is very, is very upset. He wants to take Mikey home. He's like, okay, well, that's our son. I want to take him home. And the detective in charge is like, well, hold on. You can't take him home. He's a security risk. And Aaron's like, what do you mean he's a security? He's our son. You thought this whole time he was dead. You thought I killed him. I don't care that he was in another world. I don't care that he's now 25 years old. He is our son. He is my boy. I'm taking him home. And the detective says, you're not taking him anywhere. If what he's saying is true, 
He's come, he's come from another universe, another reality where magic and evil and all this stuff is, is it, you know, resides. And, and some of it may be coming into our world. We can't just let him walk the streets. We need more information. And a big fight ensues. And finally, the detective says, let's, let's go somewhere else and we'll talk about this. And he taps on the window. The detective in the interrogation room tells Mikey, you just sit tight. I'll be back. And he leaves the interrogation room. They, they all go somewhere else in the police station, leaving Mikey alone. And here's where the big twist comes in. This is where I went, ho, ho, woo-hoo, whoa. I did. I made those noises. Not out loud in my head. I had people around while I was reading this. As Mikey is sitting there alone in the interrogation room, a voice speaks to him in his head. It says, are you alone? And you can tell just by the word bubble, it's not a nice voice. Mikey says, yes, I'm alone. And we learn that Mikey didn't kill the God King Lore, that he lost. The God King Lore is still in charge. And when Mikey lost, rather than kill him, he has forced Mikey to do his bidding. And he sent him back to Earth to destroy his enemies and to make way for his armies to come to Earth. And then that's how it ends. Now that is a twist. So like I said, you had the first twist. Mikey disappears. He comes back a year later. He's 20 years older or so. He's been in this other world, this fantasy land. He is now a warrior and a hero, but he's not a hero. He's not a warrior. He's a stooge for the bad guy. I don't know how many issues there are of this book. I'm, I'm getting it through Comixology Unlimited. I know that the entire first trade is available through Comixology Unlimited. So that's what I'm, I'm reading them by the issues. I found out that because you can get up to 50 things through Comixology Unlimited. And it dawned on me as I was getting all these trades and downloading them to my phone that I could probably use up less space on my phone because I was running out of room on my phone. I, I could use up less space if I just read the single issues. Because if the trade is available through Unlimited to borrow, the single issues that make up the trade are usually available to borrow as well. So instead of having a collection of six issues sitting on my phone, I can have six different number one issues from six different stories. Yeah, that's pretty clever of me, isn't it? The art was great. The art the art really lent itself well to this fantasy genre. There were moments in the book, you know, there'd be pages, I'd look at panels and I'd be, oh man, this is beautiful. This is gorgeous. And then you'd flip the page and you'd, oh, well, okay. I guess, did, did I think it was gorgeous? I guess it's okay, it's serviceable. Then you'd flip the page. Oh my gosh, this art is beautiful. It's gorgeous. So it's, I enjoyed the art. I, I think with any book, you're going to have a panel here or there where the artist couldn't spend as much time on as other panels. And that's the downside of reading comics on your phone digitally because your phone isn't big enough, or at least my phone isn't big enough to read the full page. I have to read it panel by panel. So those panels that aren't as great as other panels really do stick out when you're looking at it panel by panel rather than just one panel as part of a page. If you've got a page of nine panels and eight of those nine panels are beautiful and one of them's kind of eh, you don't really notice. But when you're looking at it panel by panel, to you it's like you're just going page by each page as a panel. So... That's the only way I, that's the only reason I feel like some of the art was eh, but then some of it was really, really good because every once in a while, and it's probably true in every, practically every book you read, some of the panels just won't be 
up to snuff. What is, how does that, where does that come from, up to snuff? I'll have to look that up sometime. Maybe in the next episode, I will explain to you what up to snuff means. Probably not. I'll probably forget all about it by the time I actually have a chance to sit down and look it up. Birthright number one, really enjoyed it. I was not planning on talking about this book during this episode. I had a different book I was going to talk about today as I recorded this, but I read this issue last night. And I enjoyed it so much, I felt like I had to talk about it. So maybe tomorrow, tomorrow's episode, Friday's episode, will be what was supposed to be Thursday. My tongue, it is so fat in my mouth that the words don't always come out the way they are supposed to. My brain moves so quickly, nimble like a cat. My mouth can't catch up with it. My mouth, my brain moves fast. My mouth moves slow. There's a disconnect there. And so sometimes when I'm talking, it goes, that happens. But hey, if you've been listening to almost 50 episodes by this point, you're used to it, right? So I want to remind everyone, starting next week, Monday will be episode number 50. I don't have anything special planned for episode 50, but just know that starting next week, episodes will no longer come out Monday through Friday. No longer will you get five episodes of Just Another Fanboy every week. You're only going to get three, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That starts next week. There may be other changes in 2020. I haven't quite decided yet. I put a big Twitter thread out there on on a Tuesday, like 14 tweets. It's a really good look inside the the, the insanity that is my brain when I start thinking about what I've been doing with my with with these podcasts and what I've learned since I started and how frustrating it is to learn stuff and figure stuff out because then it's you start to question if you're going down the right path it's this whole thing I don't want to really talk about it I don't know why I brought it up I guess I'm just putting it out there that there might possibly be changes to the show in 2020 changes to everything all the podcasts I'm doing. If you if you want any kind of hint in regard to what that means, just go to my Twitter. You'll you'll see it from Tuesday. Other than that, man, I'm done. This episode's done. It's done, son. Let me just say real quick before I close out. I don't know if I've mentioned this yet on the show or not, but I've been really into the Wu Tang show on Hulu, Wu Tang and American Saga. I've never listened to any Wu Tang Clan music. I've always been a hip hop fan as much as 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 much of a hit but see big tongue as much of a hip hop fan as one can be growing up in rural Kansas during the 80s and 90s thanks to stuff like Yo MTV Raps that's really the only MTV is the only uh the only way I was in any way god I can't even think of the freaking words I want to say if it, I wouldn't have been exposed to a lot of hip-hop if it wasn't for MTV. And if it wasn't for MTV Raps, Yo MTV Raps, which exposed me to even more hip-hop other than just what's popular, what's hitting the, the charts. But even then, it, it wasn't a lot. I, I've learned, I'm learning over the years that as I go back and watch stuff like Hip Hop Evolution and documentaries about hip-hop, that there was just a lot of stuff that I missed out on. But I do remember when Wu-Tang Clan came out because it was at a time where I just I just didn't have the energy to really 
want to get into new music at that point. I was happy with everything that I had been listening to up to that point, and Wu-Tang Clan didn't quite appeal to me. Now I'm starting to, to slowly get into Wu-Tang Clan thanks to this show. But the whole reason I brought it up is because two weeks ago I watched episode, I think it's episode number 11, Assassin. And then the next week I'm waiting for the new episode to show up and I realize that two weeks have gone by and there hasn't, hasn't been a new episode of Wu-Tang. And so I finally look it up and find out that that episode is technically the series finale which ends on quite the cliffhanger. The band hasn't even gotten together yet, so it ends on quite the cliffhanger. They have not announced, Hulu has not announced, that there has been a season two approved. That is the end of the season. 11 episodes, and it's done on this big cliffhanger. So I hope it's coming back, but so far, I don't believe Hulu has announced that it's coming back yet. I just, I don't know why I felt like I needed to mention that. It was on my mind. I've been wanting to talk about it now for about a week. Ever since I read the article, and it just popped into my head, so I'm, I'm mentioning it now. It has nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far in this episode. So on that note, I'm going to wrap things up. This is the end. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Out. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.